0: (laughs) hello and welcome to the conservation queens podcast we are five girls who love the earth and have a passion for living a more eco-friendly life we are real life zoo employees and as always nothing that we say reflects our organizations and all thoughts and opinions are our own so you can't sue us Please keep in mind that we try to keep our podcast PG-13, so if you have younger listeners, you might want to review the content beforehand. And I am Abby.
1: I'm Emily B. I'm Kenzie.
0: I'm Katie.
2: And I'm Emily. (laughs) And with that, let's talk (gasps) about stuff.
3: (laughs) So before we go ahead and jump into the content of today's episode, as always, we want to give a little fan shout out, uh, first and foremost, to that one dude from the UK, I'm so sorry to not catch your name, but my dad was at a socially distant soiree and he came across a young gentleman who apparently has been listening to our podcast overseas in Great Britain. So thank you so much for supporting us. That what, is, what is wild. What are
0: the chances?
3: <laughs> so like, it, so slim, so slim, okay. but thank you, my so. dude
0: he's been listening for like a while before he met your dad
3: yeah yeah. they were Sorry. talking about podcasting, <laughs> uh, you know trying to keep themselves entertained during the quarantine he goes oh yeah uh, i like podcasts and my dad goes oh that's cool my mom my dad i almost said my mom my daughter go <laughs> host a podcast he goes oh what is it and he tells them what it is and he goes wait a second I listened to that so oh my God. God. I know, <laughs> and you saw my dad's. Like, yep, that's the one. So, again, I'm so sorry, I don't know your name. I'm just gonna call you John for now. But, John,
4: you're <laughs> well, please like contact us <laughs> so sure. properly. Thank you, <laughs> sir. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Listen,
3: it's the only thing I can come up with, but yeah, no, thank you. Seriously, we, we really like the support. Um, but I know. We have another fan shout-out coming up. Who else is on the list? Um, okay. And then, uh, so fan shout-out this week,
1: I wanted to give a quick shout-out to my friend Chandler um, because Chandler, first of all, you're amazing. We love you. Um, she reached out to me and said that she loved the giant clam episode. So oh, thank you, Chandler. You have excellent taste.
0: I'll say a lot of my friends really <laughs> enjoyed it, too. They thought it was very funny. Wow. Especially- giant clams <laughs> <laughs> are great. Well, they it was apparently especially liked the description that I gave of when my friends and I played D&D. That's true. said <laughs> it was really yeah. funny for them. We can get behind that. Back to the regularly scheduled conservation updates. Yeah. So we got a
4: pretty cool conservation update this week. Um, Tasmanian devils have returned to mainland Australia for the first time in 3000 years. What? So it's been a while. Yeah. So they've been on the Island of Tasmania for a long time. And that was the only place that you could find Tasmanian devils. And then they had a health like epidemic strike them. And it was like really scary that we might lose like all the remaining Tasmanian devils. Um, I think it was some sort of cancer if I'm remembering correctly Wow. But anyways, um so there have been a number of breeding programs for Tasmanian devils and um currently a group called Aussie Ark and their partner Global Wildlife Conservation and another partner Wild Ark have helped return um a small group of Tasmanian devils to a wild sanctuary on on the mainland where they will hopefully breed and produce a self-sustaining sustaining population. Uh, they're hoping to return Australia's ecosystem to that of pre-European settlement. Yes! So initially what happened when Europeans came is the dingo is actually an introduced species. A lot of people think it's an Australian animal. Um, it is not. It was introduced to Australia a while back, and they actually drove a lot of the Tasmanian devils. They outcompeted competed them. Um, so they drove a lot of them out. And that's why they were only on that island because there were no dingoes there. So hopefully that's successful. Tasmanian devils are pretty great, um, having seen some myself.
0: Have you seen uh, the Try Guys interact with the Tasmanian? Oh my devil? God,
1: it's
4: hilarious. No, but it
0: sounds great. It's very funny. <laughs> he doesn't like they the give lady. they give him an egg. It's Try Guys if you're listening, which you're not. But if you are, and you want to collaborate, please let us let us talk to you about animals. <laughs> Please. Do they even do things anymore? I thought they were done. They're just not on Buzzfeed.
4: They oh, have their I own see.
0: company. Oh. Well, so they have they have like more them. videos now.
4: Crazy. It's, I haven't kept up with them.
0: Oh, I am subscribed. We're we're there.
4: All right. Well, zoo news.
0: Oh yeah, that's my thing. Um, so. There's three things of zoo news. Um, First and foremost comes in something kind of fun. The Franklin Park Zoo in Boston has its first ever baby pygmy hippo. Oh, I saw a video of that. Oh, it was really cute. It is so cute. Little hippo bums and little teeth and feet that are too big for their bodies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can hear Kenzie (laughs) losing it
3: just the
0: way you say bodies, it just it reminds me of a killer. anyway what the hippo's that's awesome yeah i've never seen one but i want to oh, they're,
3: they're
4: cute.
0: great i know yeah. they're literally just the mini hippo <laughs> I, I know that's why i'm like it's like a pocket sized hippo sandy this is this is my favorite one um so this week the san diego zoo gorilla exhibit had to be closed Because two gorillas, quote, got into um, some like rough and tumbles. And one threw the other one into the glass. And it cracked one of the layers of the glass. So, naturally, a couple people were freaking out about it. It was in front of guests. But what people don't know is zoo glass is pretty special. Um, Fun little exhibit design secret from your resident nerd over here. Zoo glass is usually... Uh, four to six panes of half-inch-thick glass. So if one pane breaks, you don't have to replace the whole window. You just have to replace the one pane. And it usually means there's still extra layers of protection for the public and for the animals. So the glass broke. They successfully recalled the gorillas. They're working on fixing it, and they should be open whenever that's done. Um, this happens to me when I was working at the Minnesota Zoo. That was the summer of the gorilla... Or not the gorilla the grizzly bear took a basketball sized rock and threw it at the window and it shattered one of the panes of glass
4: I would have loved to have seen that bear's reaction to doing that oh. and then seeing the glass shatter and being like oh
0: yeah that's oh. kind of what happened so everybody oh, was like he's shit. trying to escape um, and as soon as the glass shattered he immediately ran to the very back of his exhibit he by like, his oh my God. he's like I didn't like, mean Ahh! to do it I'm sorry. I'm sorry yeah so that was my Basically, not a big deal. The zoo handled it really, really, really well. Um, On their social media, they were like, yep, it's gorillas. That's what they do. That's why we have these safety measures in place. We'll be open again shortly. And I was like, 10 out of 10. So the other cool thing the San Diego Zoo is doing, um, recently, there was a Shavosky's wild horse born at the San Diego Zoo. Uh, He's currently two months old. And he was cloned from skin cells that were taken from a stallion in 1980 wild. That is pretty cool. Isn't that
1: nuts before it was born?
0: Science. Yeah. Science is really cool. So it's a really it's a really big step forward because it brings hope for species that are like really really severely in decline. These because guys means we can bring back dinosaurs. No, there's an entire <laughs> five yeah. movies that tell us why we shouldn't do that. <laughs> hey Bring back it, woolly mammoths it wasn't the science I, it please. was the people that ruined it i i agree but i also just think it's probably not a bad idea i mean not a good idea it's a bad mm-hmm. idea okay.
4: but
1: woolly mammoths hear me out
0: <laughs> but they did they go extinct naturally i think they did right because the ice age is when they were so like So did
4: the dinosaurs that's what i'm
0: saying <laughs> it's, it's different when it was like we caused the problem And we made them extinct versus, like, we brought the dodo bird back. Right? There you go. We can bring back all
1: of our extinct animals. We're
0: bringing back a, um,
4: what is it, cellar sea cow.
1: Yep, that's the one.
4: But this week, we be talking about something. Not giant clam. That is not giant clam related. Well, first of all, first
0: of all, happy birthday, Katie. Oh,
4: thank you. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah,
0: Happy birthday, queen. Belated birthday. Thank you. Thank Belated you. birthday. Um, this labor, episode, labor queen. <laughs> this episode is <laughs> definitely in honor of you because this is your mm. this is your soapbox. Mm-hmm. Yes. Y'all are in for
4: a treat <laughs> about the problemo with palm oil. Low. <laughs> <laughs> And, yep. amazing so your rhyming skills now.
1: are unparalleled yes. thank you,
4: thank you. correct <laughs> I, we're talking about palm oil and why it is such a complicated issue and yeah ugh. so
2: ugh. um if you don't know what is palm oil <laughs> what is palm
0: oil uh, miss emily
2: <laughs> palm oil is a vegetable oil uh, that comes from the fruit of palm trees. Uh, so, these it's like a palm tree that has like a whole bunch of like little red fruits on it. I was gonna say, it's um, not
0: every single palm tree. Yeah, it's not your cor- right. You
2: know. It's like specific types of palm trees, but I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> um, but the fruit is like fleshy and it can be squeezed to create that oil.
1: All right. Beluga News, the best segment of the Conservation Queens podcast, if I do say so myself. Um, and it's just
0: you who thinks that, but that's great.
1: But that's okay. I, my, I value my Ooh. own opinion very highly, so that's all that matters to me. <laughs> Confidence is key. Um, all right. So the Beluga News this week is pretty sad. Um, so if you've been following our podcast for a while, um, you know that um, we talked about this Beluga that they found off of San Diego, um, which is very strange for a beluga whale not their natural habitat way way south um, but they actually found this beluga whale um, quite recently last week um, washed up dead unfortunately in baja california so they haven't finished um they don't have the results from the necropsy yet so they have they're taking the animal to do like an autopsy to try and figure out first of all why were they there but second of all what caused the death of the animal and so far no results yet but they did say that the animal was a healthy weight, so they appeared to be eating. So they really have no idea how this whale got there um, or what happened to it yet. But the look the news for us.
4: Yeah, Again, if this whale was... I mean, it's still such a mystery as to how it ended up there. Right, exactly. See,
0: that's, that's kind of the thing, right? Is it's like, it's sad, but also like, what was he doing there? And that's probably not the best climate for him to be in.
1: Yes, they are not made to be in warm water. They are made to be in nice chilly water.
2: The kernel or the stone of the fruit can be used. Um, And where does it come from? Uh, Palm trees. (laughs) (laughs) You're not.
0: Where does (laughs) it?
2: So it's originally native to West and Southwest Africa. The oil palm. It was brought to Southeast Asia as an ornamental display, which is interesting um malaysia and indonesia uh borneo and sumatra producing the majority currently provide 85 percent of the market when it comes to palm oil um, which is followed by thailand Colombia, and nigeria but worldwide there's 42 countries that participate in its cultivation um so it's pretty much farmed everywhere like africa asia central and south america um, and not but here. As, like, Anywhere there's a right. tropical
1: rainforest, pretty much.
4: Right.
2: Yes. Um, I've seen it firsthand uh, in Costa Rica. And honestly, it's very devastating seeing how much land is cleared to just put, like, rows and rows and rows of palm trees where lush rainforest used to be. Like, I'm not kidding you. We drove on a road for I believe it was 20 minutes at least, and it was just palm trees. Straight. Mm -hmm. Just just, just a culture. Right. And that was just Central America, and that's not even coming from... That's not the big problem. Right. That's not even the biggest, like, area that does it. Um, So it is very bad the way it's farmed, but I'm going to add this here, that plot twist... Palm is actually a very sustainable plant to get oil from. Isn't it the most Um, plot twist?
4: It is. It is the most sustainable.
2: So it's just the way it's farmed that is not sustainable, unfortunately. Um, But when comparing palm oil to other common oils like sunflower, coconut, um, palm oil produces 3,300 tons of oil per hectare, uh, whereas Coconut and sunflower produces only 700 tons per hectare.
4: For those so, of you that don't know what a, a hectare is, um, it's basically a way to measure a grouping of like trees, usually from a plant. plant. It's like yeah. an acre.
1: Um, one hectare is approximately two and a half acres.
4: There you go. Two and a oh, half football fields, about for you Americans,
1: for. which is yeah. most of us. <laughs>
4: So they, like, measure things in hectares in Australia, and when I took a conservation and restoration course over there, I remember, like, the first lecture, the professor was like, so, like, we have this, like, you know, land of, like, eight hectares, and I literally, like, looked around the class, and I was like, so y'all know what that meant? Okay, all right.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Note to self,
4: what is a hectare?
2: I felt the same way in Costa Rica. Yep. They, I thought it was just the Spanish version of acre, and
0: I was wrong. I assumed I was like, I assume that's like an acre, but um, you know, it's really yeah. close. Exactly. And I think I think another yeah. difference is that a lot of times hectares are used when you're measuring from like plains. Mm. Um, the first time I heard about it was when we're talking about my uh, monarch migration because you can actually see how many hectares of monarch butterflies there are in Mexico during the winter season. Oh. Interesting. That would be a good topic well, for another time. But, yeah, it, it's
2: really cool. Right. Um, continuing on this, uh, so if you were to try to get the same amount of palm oil from other plants um, that would be comparable to palm, you would need four to ten times as much land uh, to get the same amount of Boom. oil. Uh Right. And that would only just make the problem even worse and cause even more threats to habitats and species. So we don't want to boycott palm oil, people. It's not a bad product. It's just the farms that are bad. I had somebody
0: (laughs) tell me the other day that palm oil was really bad for you. And I was like but it's not other
4: oils it's not no doesn't have the amount of trans fat that other oils have that's why it became so much more popular i feel like this is like the
1: almond milk soy milk oat milk thing right everybody loves almond milk but it takes so much water to make almond milk (laughs) and oat milk is like perfect and magical
4: okay is it because that's all i've been doing now (laughs) okay
1: tbh i had oat milk in my latte this morning. I know this is random and will get cut out, but
0: I <laughs> taste a difference,
1: but I will say it didn't mix with the syrup. Quite great. So I was a little confused by that. But no, the
4: taste, yeah. was fine.
1: like it didn't taste bad and it didn't taste I weird. I love
4: the taste of oat milk. Like it's the closest alternative that tastes like regular milk. Yes. Thing. But it is yeah, it is very good it for is. the environment. Oh, good. Great. Compared yeah. to it's
2: almond. It's like, the other
4: ones, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cool. yeah. Cool. cool. I don't know if it was the oat milk i had but it the one i had was just kind of thick i kind of like I it like that know, how That's many the one c's I used <laughs> like, like at least three at least three c's
4: yeah so it's like th- <laughs> at least three c's but pretty good so anyways <laughs> but what products use palm oil because there's a lot all of them yeah, yes, problem. I
3: have to say, I think the more appropriate question is what doesn't use palm
0: Seriously? oil? Like Seriously, like fruit, I think. And that's like it.
3: <laughs> no, well, according to World Wildlife Foundation, about 50% of all products you happen to find in your local supermarket contain some form of palm oil. Whether it's beauty products, toiletries, the very food we eat, your Halloween candy, chances are you'll find it next time you visit the grocery
0: store.
4: It's in a lot of stuff. And you can't always tell that it's in a lot of stuff either. That's (gasps) This is the
0: the most. It's not fun. It's annoying. I. (laughs) Okay. Let me tell you. Somebody. Before I found out about the thing we're talking about later. And I knew about this palm oil thing. It was so frustrating trying to figure out what the heck palm oil was called on any specific product.
3: Yeah. Because there's over 200 different separate names for palm oil itself. So companies are able to sneak it into the product. So even if you're die diehard boycott palm oil, which is virtually impossible, chances are you wouldn't even be able to identify it unless you had a thesaurus or not a thesaurus, unless you had the list right in front of you. And let's let's would take you forever. Yeah. I don't, I don't have time to you, look at uh,
4: 200 names. I don't know if any of you were Nickelodeon children but it reminds me a lot of a commercial that used to run all the time on Nickelodeon where it would warn you of the dangers of sugar in food. (laughs) Oh, and it was like dextrose,
1: fructose, sucrose. I know exactly what you're talking about.
4: Yeah. And it was like all the. I know exactly what you're talking about products with sugar as like in the ingredients list okay I'm just glad y'all remember that yeah well what I was gonna say what also is crazy is even when a company responsibly sources their palm oils most companies will still not like to draw attention to the fact that their product has palm oil in it to begin with so they will still hide it in the ingredients or put it under one of those alternative names which is crazy like I feel like there should be an option where it's like sustainable palm oil. <laughs> but I guess it's like, you know what dictates who can write that on there?: Yeah. You yeah, know, it's, label.
3: Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Labeling products is, is super weird, especially when it comes to sustainable and green practices, which I think we covered in an earlier episode, but
4: it's interesting. We to talked say a least. little bit about it in the um, plastic- free. July episode. Yeah, back in July.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: But why exactly is the cultivation of palm oil in itself so harmful? I guess would be the next question.
0: Yes, and, and I'm really glad yeah. you asked
4: it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was I gonna I, say this is I really like what you found for this, Kenzie. And I I'm feel like this is you talk about it.
0: This is Thank Kenzie's you. sweet spot. She's so good about these like social issues. Oh, Mm-hmm. Oh,
4: I try, but thank
3: you. <laughs> um, I'm flattered. Yeah, so one of the reasons why we picked this episode, we wanted, first and foremost, it's Katie's birthday, and this is her jam right here. It's not palm oil. Um, and two, you know, we mentioned earlier Halloween candy. has a lot of palm oil in it. And three, it was around this time that the AP News actually just released an investigative piece looking into the palm oil plant so as we discussed earlier oil palm is an easy crop to cultivate and it has a wide array of products that it can be used in and because there's very few economic alternatives to that palm oil has a pretty high profit margin so it's a cash crop essentially which However, is good yeah which is good which can be good it's sometimes people will abuse that power though and that's where things get really murky. Um, however, the methods and when it's grown is a huge issue. So palm oil plantations takes up a lot of space, uh, leads to deforestation encroachment of wild habitat. But also, it's a place for human rights abuses as well. Uh, these are not unheard of. And the mm-hmm. In the news, they found allegations of rape child labor and outright slavery on these plantations. And a lot of these plantations supplied big name brands and even big corporation banks that helped fund these places. Um, So yeah, yeah, which is really disgusting and really, really sad. So the one that AP News article investigated specifically, it's called FGV or Felda, which is owned directly by the Malaysian government. Um, and corporations like Nestle, Unilever, and L'Oreal actually have gotten their palm oil from FGV, but they no longer do. Uh, But banks such as Deutsche Bank, I'm looking at the article right now trying to find it, but big name Western banks um, have been supporting these plantations, such as the Deutsche Bank, and I can't find where the other ones are, but we will definitely have a link of the article up for you guys to uh, see on our page because it's a very interesting read and a needed read. Um, But in addition to that, uh, these plantations also sometimes will remove indigenous people in local communities. So you end up having a refugee problem um, and these people become displaced. And also, as Emily was saying, when she's in Costa Rica, it's a monoculture. So these plantations are not part of the rainforest habitat. Palm oil is an introduced agricultural crop. And of course, that doesn't make for a great wildlife habitat. And the main area where mm-hmm. we are rapidly losing rainforest today is because of these palm oil plantations, specifically in Borneo and Sumatra. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And...
2: I, it's kind of tricky because there are some animals who do eat the fruit from these palm trees, but unfortunately what happens a lot of the time is that's the farmers losing money and then that's when you have animal-human conflict. Well, a lot of the animals
4: that I read, I mean, might not have been like South America specifically, but they mentioned that the animals that benefit from Plantations, if any, are going to be animals like small rodents and snakes um, or other yeah. reptiles. In rats either. that Costa are normally Rica's, invasive anyway. Right, I was going to say pretty much your right. typical animals that um, like to hang out in farm areas anyway.
2: Yeah, In Costa Rica, their, their spider monkeys definitely ate the fruit like all the time. It was like a very like... Common occurrence that that would be like the fruit they would
0: look for. In are the Spartan monkeys invasive in Costa Rica? Oh no! Okay, that's what I no. thought. Oh, forgive Sorry. me. I'm not the primate girl. <laughs> Sorry. Ask about birds Katie.
4: <laughs> okay. Anyway,
0: <laughs> well, talking about animals,
4: this is why um, this issue is really close to my like it's my soapbox for a reason. Um, everyone's been saying that it's because of the main some of the big animals that are really affected by palm oil plantations are primates so it hurts my heart um it hurts my heart that this issue is not an easy one to know about i think is what is tough um is it's definitely not something that's talked about it's a very complex issue like we've mentioned um, but there are it's certainly there are more ways now to be uh, a little more aware of it. but right now the uh, IUCN states that there are um, 193 species who are critically danger endangered um, just endangered and vulnerable that have palm oil production as one of their main threats. 193 um, So. Multiple species of orangutans are affected by the destruction of rainforest, including Sumatran, Bornean, and Tapanuli orangutans. And this really hurt me, like, a lot reading this and looking up this issue. Um, Some of the, I guess, uh, what do you call it, flagstone species? Um, Flagstone species are basically a very charismatic animal that people tend to care a lot about um, that are good representatives for an environmental issue. Yes, people that's a flagstone will care more species. About it. Um, so, some flagstone species that are included in those 193 species um, are cotton topped tamarinds, orangutans, gibbons, chimpanzees, tigers, African forest elephants, tree kangaroos, and cassowaries. So right off the bat, we have like three of my favorite animals: no.
0: um,
4: condors, herons, gibbons, chimpanzees. <laughs> it hurts my heart. Um, so yeah, also, And orangutans.
0: That's like that's a huge well, yeah. problem I for orangutans. Like, orang-tans. Orang-tans, like too. they are
4: orangutans tend to be the face of the say, palm oil issue. Speaking of flagship Bornea, species, yeah, and um, Sumatra are one of the main areas where this is happening most rapidly.
0: And that's the only place where orangutans live. Yes. They don't live anywhere else. Yes. So stop um, I was going to start yelling about the conservation message, but we'll get there. Yes. So
4: also a lot of people uh-huh. don't realize this also is happening in Australia and uh, or also like Indonesia around that area right off the coast of Australia. So tree kangaroos and cassowaries bird for you Abby. There you go. A really large dinosaur-like bird. You would
0: think that nothing could kill this bird. Have you guys seen a picture of it?
4: Well, when they got no place to live, it makes it tough.
0: (laughs) Yes, it does make it tough. But, like, you hear about the cassowaries and, like, how they're the most dangerous bird, which they are. um, And you would think nothing could kill it. But the fact that, like, this amazing, like, dinosaur-type bird is being taken away by people just not caring about the environment is very frustrating, and they're pretty. They're just very scary.
4: <laughs> they're yeah, they're a fun bird.
0: <laughs> they're they're a fun bird to look at at a zoo, and I feel like in the wild, I would be a lot more hesitant to like be. Oh, near I wouldn't one.
4: go any. I, you couldn't get me fifty feet near a
0: cassowary. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It would mess they're, you up. But anyway, those, so yeah, that's for my bird rant later. Keep going. <laughs>
4: Um, It has been estimated that oil palm expansion could affect 54% of all threatened mammals and 64% of all threatened birds globally. So those are species that are currently threatened, but with the continuation of uh, oil palm expansion, they could be thrust into endangered or critically endangered pretty soon. Um, So generally, um, palm oil expansion is just going to reduce the diversity and abundance of most native species in whatever area they are overtaking, um, plain and simply, unfortunately. But that is why Abby is going to tell us what we can do about it, because right it... now,
0: I'm sad. <laughs> but here's the good news. Not all hope is lost. Um, shout out. To the cheyenne mountain zoo which i'm pretty sure we've talked about this before but this is the coolest app ever people if you want to know if your palm oil is sustainable or not then you download the palm oil app you scan a barcode of whatever product you're trying to buy or look it up in their very user-friendly app it'll give you a green yellow or red rating on how good it is I was gonna say um, you don't even animals. need to like
4: know like you could just scan an item to see if it has palm oil in it in general.
0: Yeah, it'll <laughs> like it'll tell said, you it's so
4: hidden in a lot yeah. of things pet food, um shampoos, lotions, cosmetic products, you name it. Things that
0: we might yeah. think have it. it. it's it's literally in everything. Um and what I really want to shout out, and this is like my fave one of my favorite things, is the this was made and the way that they figure out if the palm oil is sustainable or not is if they're if the company is a member of the RSPO aka the Roundtable on sustainable palm oil and I think it's important to know um the RSPO does not only consider is the palm oil being harvested sustainably they also consider is it benefiting local farmers is it making sure that we're keeping wildlife in mind is it making sure that we're not using more land and we're just using land that we already have so when they mean sustainable they mean like how we should be thinking about conservation from the bottom up not from the top down yes and it is a good way to put it it's so cool like that is this is my favorite conservation organization I think to talk about as far as like food and beauty products goes just because they they totally figured out um they have like a a chair a board of like the round table I guess because that's what they're called (laughs) um (laughs) They have a round table and they combine like local leaders, environmental um, experts, business people, and like... um the I guess negotiators like the go-betweens to figure out a good solution so that everybody benefits because wow, it's possible it's
4: almost like communi- community community-based conservation really
0: works. wow <laughs> and, I can't I imagine us having heard know. that before I, know. Well, I
4: never and the, in
0: my life <laughs> the other crazy thing is that this community for palm oil is not just like a local thing it is a worldwide thing where they have leaders from like tons of companies come and meet with people to be like this is what we need to sustainably run this and we want to be able to like t- if, if we're going to turn a profit it better benefit the local community and the rspo ensures that it's amazing i love them <laughs> it's pretty great um, um but sure. back to the app because i'm sorry the 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 app is very cool but that's something i think it's like oh i love them um, the app has different sections in it where you can figure out like what you want to get. So like food, uh, supplies for pets around your house, uh, personal care items, um, all kinds of stuff. So if you don't know where to start before you go to the store, just pop open the app and take a look. It'll help you out. Um, it also reminds me what I should be buying on my grocery list because I forget all the time of like, oh yeah, vegetables. Um, you know, I cannot tell you
4: guys how many products they really have on that app. You would be shocked at, like, when I was look- I was looking through yesterday, yeah. I was looking through the pet supplies because I was curious about, like, the stuff that I give my cat and his food. And sure enough, it was right on there. It was in the yellow. So I was like, okay you know but yeah, yeah i don't it's a, yeah, yeah, it's really it's it's very eye opening and, and you get like a really good feeling if you're looking up a product you like and it's green and you're like yes
0: do you know how disappointed Uh-oh. i was when i found the <laughs> yeah. bees in the red
4: yeah, because Birds Bees is okay. I used to be a big fan of that. This is like a whole another soapbox that I won't get on right now. But Birds Bees is not what they seem. That's all I'll say right now. I
0: know it's. It, I did research and I was like, oh, yeah. But
4: another soapbox for another time. Oh,
0: mine is yellow too.
4: Yeah, and okay, I'll talk about that about, about that in a little bit. But what um, yellow could possibly mean in the future but go ahead if you but yeah.
0: yeah um so if you want to support um more apps like this that make it easy to figure out how sustainable stuff is uh, follow the Shiny mountain zoo on facebook and instagram around halloween they have this amazing chart that shows you all the good candies to buy um thankfully twix is on there or i would be so sad because that's my favorite um so if anyone wants to send us Same. Twix, like, or like bring me Twix at work if you know where I work, do it. Sour Patch Kids are uh, use sustainable palm oil, uh, so alcohol, do sweet, so. so do sweet tarts, which is what I'm currently eating, uh, <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, Reese's is a sustainable. Um, but disclaimer: when it comes to candy and other products, it, there are many other factors to consider. Like effects on human welfare, but this yeah. is <laughs> that this was, is that was
4: exactly what I was going with that. Where, yeah, where I was going with that comment. Yeah, so there are certainly some
0: companies that are questionable in other ways, which is oh true. God. Um, because <laughs> nothing is black and white. We've figured out, except for Oreos, which are not unfortunately palm oil friendly. So find your alternatives. <laughs> it's rough. Um, it is rough. Oreos are so good. Gotta look
4: up Joe O's from Trader Joe's, I guess.
0: I can't afford to shop at Trader Joe's. No, sorry. That's okay. Um, but but there's alternatives. Like, that's the point, right? Is there's other alternatives. But th- we're just talking about palm oil for this one. Um, the other place to look for sustainable versus unsustainable palm oil is with the Rainforest Alliance. That's that cute little green frog you see on... Uh, I usually find it on coffee, even though I don't drink coffee, but I still look for him because I think he's cute. Breyer's ice cream. Ah! Thank gosh. Yeah. I love ice cream. Um, they've worked with the South American farmers, mostly the Rainforest Alliance, um, to certify sustainably pre- produced palm oil, um, and other stuff, not just palm oil, but like all kinds of rainforest. Vanilla, goodies.
4: um, is a big one. I know that's why it's on the Breyers ice cream. I think it's for the sustainably, um, farmed vanilla.
0: Yeah, we could get into vanilla some more time because I mean, that's, that's another weird plant, plant as well. <laughs> um, but it's really cool. They've worked. They've worked with farmers certified sustainably produced palm oil, and have helped the Roundtable, the RSPO, um, on traceability development and transparency for the system, which yeah. for supply systems for farms, which is really good. Transparency is key. So, Katie, do you want to just wrap this up as your I birthday would present? Love <laughs>
4: it's such a nice. <laughs> President, well, thank you. So, <laughs> we mentioned that buying sustainably is really the best option when it comes to um, kind of reducing the issue of palm oil. We cannot stop using palm oil altogether. As Emily, I said, oil palms are the most productive of edible oil crops. They produce four to ten times more um, than other crops like soy or canola. So, it is the most environmentally friendly option. However, um, it has Mm -hmm. to be done in a sustainable way for it to be so. Uh, Another big thing to consider is that we can't outright boycott the use of palm oil because, like we mentioned, it's in a million
0: products. Oh my gosh, it's in Lynx chocolate, and (laughs) it's it's sustainable. It's in Lindt oh, chocolate oh, and Linds. it's all green. The all their products are green on the edge. That's
4: because it's so expensive for one little, you know, like thing of Lindt
0: chocolate. <laughs> Leave me alone. Accurate. It's one of my and favorite like, kinds of chocolate. Oh, they're
4: delicious. And they're and, so good. And... Um, Another big reason we wouldn't want to boycott the product either is a lot of economies depend on the production of palm oil. Indonesia and Malaysia are countries that struggle with poverty, and palm oil is a huge part of their economy. Boycotting the product could leave millions unemployed. Um, It's also likely enough that if we stopped using palm oil, another crop would take its place and have a similar effect on the environment. So if grown the right way, palm oil is the best choice. We just got to make sure it's grown the right, right way. So I think I I grabbed this from the IUCN website, but it really, I think, wraps up the whole thing very nicely. Um, And they said that to mitigate biodiversity loss, effective policies and programs are needed to stop the clearing of native tropical forests for new oil palm plantations. This includes policies which limit demand for palm oil for non-food uses or which protests or which protect forests and other ecosystems in producer countries. Importing country policies need to apply to all vegetable oils, not just palm oil, and minimize the environmental cost of producing these vegetable oils. Uh, One of the best things we can do to help is encourage companies to choose sustainable palm oil options. So one of my favorite features on the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo Sustainable Palm Oil app is that it actually has a sample letter that you can send to companies encouraging them to commit to a hundred percent physically certified sustainable palm oil. So if your pet food is in the yellow, perhaps you could send them a nice little letter saying, Hey, my cat likes your food. Zone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what she does. He loves it. <laughs> um, so that is one of the best things that we can do is to help encourage that kind of policy change in companies and in legislation
0: and things like that. Because we vote with our money.
4: Oh my god, we so do. That's yes, the truth, baby. Awesome. Yes,
0: we say it almost every episode. If not
2: true, we'll stop we saying
3: it. Speaking listeners. of voting for our American listeners general election oh. if y'all ain't registered to vote i'm coming and finding your houses <laughs> she's gonna break your kneecaps. <laughs> <just like dinosaur.
4: laughs> by the way was arrested he was he was so we did it we did it i don't know how we did it but we did it was all us he got arrested so way to go girls.
0: no one else so contributed to like that it wasn't thousands of people being like hold up this man's bad and then no, them investigating. it was, it was all us if you don't understand sarcasm, that's it. Yes.
4: <laughs> yes.
0: So, <laughs> also coming up, Halloween, check your candy.
4: Check the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo's infograph. Make sure mm-hmm. you're getting some orangutan friendly candy this year. Great. And make sure you out. send
0: us, the Conservation Queens, your vouchers for free Twix bars because we will gladly <laughs> accept those in our inbox at conservationqueenspodcast at gmail.com.
4: Uh (laughs) so with that follow us on social media we have facebook instagram and a soon-to-be website (gasps) to our lovely conservation queen abby who is a whiz when it
0: comes to like design and all that cool stuff i don't know if i call myself a whiz but i appreciate the compliment i'm gonna call you a whiz okay that sounds great she yes. is the creative but Thank you guys genius so much, much for tuning group.
2: in
4: to our palm oil episode. Go download the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo's sustainable palm oil app. It's free. And stay sustainable. Peace out, guys. <laughs>